This morning's readings speak to us unmistakably about the virtue of humility. The prophet Zephaniah said, Seek the Lord, all you humble of the earth. And in very clear terms, he said, Seek humility. And St. Paul wrote to the Corinthians that God chose the foolish, the weak, the lowly and despised, those who count for nothing. They're the chosen ones of God. And how humble those are whom our Lord calls blessed in the Beatitudes, the poor in spirit, they who mourn, the meek, the persecuted. Humility is so vital to the Christian life. It's really the foundation that we're meant to build the whole of our discipleship upon. If we want to be who Jesus calls us to be, we have to begin there. But I think we often get humility wrong. We think humility means that we have to put ourselves down, deny our gifts, exaggerate our failures and our faults. But that's a false form of humility. True humility is something very different. The most concise explanation of this great virtue of humility that I've ever heard came from uh, Peter Craved. By the way, if you were at 5 o'clock Mass last Saturday or 9 o'clock Mass last Sunday, uh, you'll, you'll note this is the second week in a row I've mentioned Peter Craved in my homily. I promise he's not paying me off. He's just a man full of immense wisdom. And Craved explains it in this way. He says, Humility does not mean thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. I'll repeat that. Humility does not mean thinking less of yourself. It means thinking of yourself less. Humility does mean acknowledging the good that is in me, my gifts, my talents, and that it is all a gift of God, not something of my own in which I should boast. And humility means looking upon myself and acknowledging with truth my weakness and my sinfulness. But even more than this honest self-evaluation, humility means not spending a lot of time thinking about myself at all, but instead living with a heart not turned inward, but open, turned outward toward God and toward my neighbor. This is what the humble person does. And I think recognizing this call to humility is really the key to understanding the Beatitudes that our Lord teaches in the gospel today at the beginning of his Sermon on the Mount. We could sum up the Beatitudes by saying that Jesus here proclaims blessed those whose hearts are not closed in on themselves, but whose hearts are humbly open, turned out to God and to neighbor. The poor in spirit are those who recognize that they depend upon God for everything and they look to him for their every need. The mourn are those who allow themselves to share in the pain and the suffering of others. The meek are those who are grateful for and welcome and submit to the authority of God and others in their lives rather than having to decide for themselves how they will live their lives. They who hunger and thirst for righteousness look for ways to make life more just for those whose dignity is denied or threatened. 
the merciful are always on the watch for a way to care for the physical or the spiritual needs of others. The clean of heart refuse to use others for their own gratification, but make a gift of themselves to others in a pure love. Peacemakers are willing to mediate and reconcile divisions that exist between others. And the persecuted are happy to suffer in order to give witness to Christ and his teachings to point the way to him. You see, this is the paradox of our human life. We often think that true happiness, satisfaction comes when I get what I want, when I fulfill my desires, when truly the reality is that true blessedness, true happiness comes when I live in humility and I give myself away Rather than getting what I want, I give myself in love for God and for my neighbor. Then we experience that blessedness that our Lord teaches us about in the gospel. Do you want to know what the Beatitudes look like in the flesh? All you have to do is look at Christ and look at the saints. What our Lord did in the Beatitudes essentially is he painted a picture of his own life and also of those who are closest to him, the saints. Jesus lives the Beatitudes to perfection, and the saints are men and women in whom the life of Christ has been represented, if you will, in every time and place throughout Christian history. And so the Beatitudes shine in their lives as they did in the life of our Lord. And one of the amazing things when we think about all the different saints as we come to see that that living this call to humility, allowing the Beatitudes to shape our lives, doesn't result in a kind of uniformity where our lives all look the same. Instead, there's this rich diversity in which the Beatitudes shine through every holy life in a unique way. Much like perhaps we could say the light that reflects off of all the different tiles of a a beautiful mosaic, such as the communion of saints. One beautiful way to pray for growth in the virtue of humility is a prayer called the litany of humility. I'm warning you ahead of time, it's a difficult prayer to pray. And we should always be ready when we pray for humility for God to answer our prayers in a way that will humble us. But maybe this week you could pray this litany of humility and ask the Lord for the grace to live this fundamental virtue, to have your life more fully shaped by the Beatitudes. I'll pray it here for us together in conclusion this morning. The prayer begins, O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. And if you'd like to pray along with me, you can respond now to each invocation with the words, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, 
Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, Jesus. Now the response changes to Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be loved more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I, provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. St. Patrick, pray for us.